Welcome to In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Hello and welcome along to this week's podcast. Stuart Laundie with you here in the company of the St Mary's Parish Church Barnard Castle Community Orchestra. much more from the orchestra and in fact the community choir as well uh, a little later in the show. We're featuring the orchestra and choir this week in the first of a short series of podcasts to explain what makes the Witham a community arts centre and not just a venue for people to perform. So I'll be chatting to Annette Butters about all things community choir and orchestra and about the shows that they've got coming up on June the 24th, that's the orchestra, and September the 24th, that's the choir. Also dropping by for a chat this week is Jonathan Wallace, who is chairman of the Barnard Castle Christmas Lights Committee and also organises a classic car and retro meet in August. Now, the Witham is working in partnership with Jonathan on the classic car meet. Uh, More about that a bit later on. As usual, I'll be chatting to Jane Woodward, the Witham's marketing officer, about a couple of gigs that have gone in the diary for March next year, along with a look at what's coming up in the next seven days at the Witham. Music this week comes from Bruce Springsteen and the Carpenters for reasons that I will explain a little bit later in the podcast. But first to Annette Butters, the musical director of the St Mary's Parish Church Community Orchestra and Community Choir. I caught up with Annette a few days ago to chat about the shows that the two groups have got coming up at the Witham and a bit more about the groups themselves. So I'm delighted to be joined by Annette Butters, who is the Director of Music at St Mary's Church, Parish Church in Barnard Castle. Annette, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. Lovely sunny day, so can't be bad. Yeah, and the reason that Annette's joining us this week is to talk about both the community orchestra and the community choir that have been running at the church for a good few years now. Um, so I think the best thing to do is for people who've not come across them yet is, is how, what are they and how did they get going? Oh, what are they? Well, community orchestra, community choir, pretty much what they say they are. Um, we've just opened uh, the offer of uh, music to a, a wide range of people, anyone who wants to come along, not connected to the church in any way, shape or form. They can be, but they don't have to be. And just come and make music or sing together. So our criteria originally for the community orchestra was play five notes and you're in. Um, that's probably gone up a little bit now, 10 notes are probably it, but we have a, a wide range of standards from the absolute sort of near beginner to the very experienced. Uh, community choir, really, if you like singing, just come along and have a sing with us and uh, take it from there. So it is a community-led uh, opportunity. Well, I do like singing, but I can't sing a note. And I could probably qualify on the five notes on my guitar, but I'm not sure. Not so sure about ten. So I'm not quite sure whether I'll get in uh, in these days or not. But um, and and what sort of size um, are, are these groups popular? 
Yeah, and I think since COVID, funny enough, more popular. I mean, we, we started about seven years ago. I've lost track. I think it was six or seven. And the choir used to fit in a small room. It was about, I don't know, nine or ten of us. If they all turn up, which they don't all turn up at once, but I guess we got about 45 to 50, right. regularly about 30 in the choir for weekly rehearsal. And then the orchestra, again, it's grown. We, we started with about eight or nine of us group round one corner dark corner in the church and now we have to shift all the pews to get everyone in so it's really good again we average about i guess about 25 30 weekly and if all there about 40 and what sort of stuff do you play what sort of stuff do you sing is it is it fust i was going to say fusty old church music i shouldn't say that really (laughs) i'll have alec on me (laughs) (laughs) definitely not fusty so uh, we do well we like to think we're a bit unique but everybody feels that about their their own groups don't they but uh i think the orchestra like to think they're a bit different because we do some pretty wacky stuff at times um but we do do some orchestral light light orchestral stuff that's that's possibly what i was the, the words that were escaping me a few moments ago light orchestral light orchestral we do a bit of that yes we do but we do pop stuff we do music from shows we do a big wide variety and we usually have a little novelty number or two and i think coming up we are featuring hosepipe playing so that would be pretty good the choir pretty much the same they have a go at everything yes we do some sacred but we do an awful lot of shows and anything jazzy gospel you name it they're up for it normally we have a laugh but we do work hard hi this is sheila hi this is jim and we're volunteers and you're, you're listening, listening to in the spotlight, spotlight the withens podcast. podcast what what was the what, what was the driving force that to, to setting it up all to setting up the orchestra and the choir in the first place a musician myself i really like accessible music i like the the idea of community music that is that everybody can be involved if they're willing to have a go and it's there it's open for everyone so and the church needs to be actively doing things in the community which of course it does a lot but we wanted this almost as a gift to provide it as a gift for anyone who wants to come so it's an accessible route into music and it gives a lot of experience for people who might want that first experience but equally it offers something to people who are more experienced I'm with you. now the the reason the other reason that we're, that we're sat here chatting is you've got a couple of shows coming up uh, one very soon and one in a couple of months so the community orchestra um is coming back to the Witham. you were there for the first time i think last summer and uh, you're back at the Witham on june the 24th um what do you remember about last year's performance how did it go <laughs> i think it went pretty well we, we we had a good good house we had a full house that year and we were delighted because we had some of the kids from green lane school we formed a choir up there and they came to sing in that concert which is fantastic but I mean my my impressions of that night were one of oh it was great fun it was a lively audience we played some pretty lively numbers yeah we did lots of wacky things and uh, one or two surprises as well but it was nice it was a good one it was a good one so is it the same similar sort of thing this year are you still still working on the program yeah no we are working on the program we're more or less there but yeah it'll be a nice variety of music yeah we've got some slower stuff but a lot of it is going to be quite lively it's a very family friendly concert so any age can enjoy it really do you like a bit of audience participation oh we do we we generally go for that so we're hoping for a bit that this year as well 
Yeah. Excellent. And then in September, September the twenty fourth on uh, on Sunday on the Sunday there, uh, we've got the the first performance of the with of the community choir. Were they just feeling a bit left out? Well, yeah. In truth, yes. <laughs> and that's the first time we've come to the Witham. So I actually I actually asked for a date, as it were. I said, "Can we come up, please?" And you're so busy at the Witham; it's unbelievable. So the only time you could fit us in was that Sunday afternoon. So we said, "Well, I have that." So I think the choir are looking forward to it because. Uh, over the last couple of years, well, we've we've gone out together, as it were, the orchestra and the choir, but fitting people in venues is yeah. quite tight. So we thought this time wouldn't be nice for the choir if they went out on their own. So they're looking forward to that one. Yeah. Do you get the chance to go out and perform at other venues other than the church? Yeah, we well, recently we did a joint concert at the Catholic Church. We had to move quite a bit of furniture around there, so I hope they're still speaking to us. A couple of our players in the orchestra and, and in the choir are involved in that church. So they, they invited us there. So that was really lovely to go to that as a venue. We've been up to the Methodist Church more than a few times um and the with them of course so but it is finding venues locally yeah. yeah especially if you're talking you know musicians and choir together that's quite quite a number of people yeah <laughs> even before one person comes through the door to listen <laughs> that's right I, and we do have to shift a lot of furniture to get us in normally but the other thing is people are in the orchestra and in the choir so when it comes to navigating their way from the orchestra to sing in the choir it's a health and safety nightmare <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um and it, that's absolutely brilliant we'll mention now when if, if anybody wants to get involved uh, can people still come along and get involved oh absolutely well the orchestra we we're really we're always keen to get extra players we've got a good variety it's community orchestra so we we've got a bit of a mishmash of instruments we've got quite a range of brass players we've got percussion we've got uh violins that we've got violas we're looking for more woodwind we've got bassoon we've got a clarinet but we'd like more we've got saxes we haven't got any french horns we've got some cellos anyone's welcome i pretty much unfortunately Stuart, apart from guitars <laughs> sadly um so we rehearse on a saturday a saturday morning and we rehearse from 10 o'clock to 11 15 so you've still got the rest of saturday free the coffee's on the go before that we work hard we don't take a break but we have a good laugh and then the choir um always welcome to that as well that's for any level of singer uh, some of our people read music, some don't. We work with music, but you don't necessarily have to read it. We help you along. And that meets on a Friday night, 5 o'clock to 6.15. And again, it's a prompt start. Coffee's on before, all done by 6.15. So you can go out and have a nice Friday night and do a choir rehearsal before. Brilliant stuff. I still don't think you want to he hear me try and sing. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll go and put the guitar back in the cellar. <laughs> Never mind. That's sad. Never mind. Um, uh, brilliant. That's excellent stuff. And of course, details of both performances are on the Witham website at www.thewitham.org.uk. So you'll find ticket details and all the details on there. Annette, it's been <laughs> lovely chatting to you. Thanks for popping by. Thanks for inviting me, Stuart. In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham. Time for some music now, and with chat turning to classic cars in a couple of minutes, and the fact that we've got the NE Street Bruce Springsteen tribute band coming on uh, Saturday, September the 9th, here's a bit of the boss himself who's been touring the country. This is Pink Cadillac. <laughs>
Bruce Springsteen and Pink Cadillac and a reminder that the NE Street Band are coming back to the Witham again on Saturday, September the 9th. Details and tickets are available on the website www.thewitham.org.uk. Now, the Witham is proud to be working in partnership with the Barnard Castle Christmas Lights Committee, whose chairman, Jonathan Wallace, also organises a classic car and retro meet in the grounds of Barnard Castle School. It's on Sunday, August the 13th. I caught up with Jonathan a few days ago to find out a little bit more about the event and a little bit more about the uh, Barnard Castle Christmas Lights. Let's talk a bit about the classic and retro car meet on Sunday the 13th of August. This is the third one that's been held. Um, just give us a bit of background. How did it all come about? This came about during the COVID era, as many things do. Um, we, well, a group of friends, myself and a group of friends, we all have classic cars, like to go to classic car shows. But we just felt that there was something missing in Teesdale and a great well, a great area to have one, um, a great place to go driving in a classic car. So we came up with the idea of doing a small little show at Bannercastle School, and then it's just led from there. I was going to say, it might have started small, but it's very, very popular now, isn't it? It did. We had, well, thanks to the glorious weather last year, and thanks also to the sport we had, we had nearly 2,000 people in attendance last year um, on our estimates, um, with about 140 classic cars coming along. So we were chock-a-block. So it grew from this little gathering of um, like-minded individuals that loved cars to a big community event, which was great. It's not just a a gathering of car enthusiasts, although that's the main thing of the day. You you do raise a bit of money for a couple of good causes. We do. So we we raise money for the Bannercastle Christmas Lights Fund, which I'm chairman of. But also this year, we're we're raising money for the Teasdale branch of Cancer Research UK so typically over the last uh, two years of the show that we've done, um, it's been a joint effort between um, raising money for the Christmas lights and other local charities as well. Now, what, what sort of vehicles do you get at this event? Is it, is it mainly local enthusiasts or do you, do you find people coming from far and wide? No, we're getting people from far and wide. So um, we had people from as far north as Northumberland um, going down to South Yorkshire Typically, most people are from the local area, but we're getting groups of people, um, car clubs, bringing 15, 20 cars, their members. So we're getting all sorts and getting all manner of ranges and and years of, of cars as well, which is great. Is, is I mean, I must be honest, um, classic cars or cars in general aren't really my thing. Is this, is this, is Teasdale sort of a hotbed of car enthusiasts? Is it quite a big thing here? There are quite a few, yeah, yeah. There's quite a lot, um, and I think typically, again, the the Teasdale classic car owners they don't go to many shows or they don't go to the the more well known shows around. So I think this is a great reason for them to get the cars out and come along and enjoy a, a great day out for them. So it's possibly the chance to see some 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 sort of vehicles that you won't have seen at other shows. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Definitely. And what sort of um, vehicles have we got coming this year? We've got, I can tell you, um, at least two that'll be going. My Rolls-Royce, Silver Shadow again, and uh, my Triumph Spitfire. Um, other than that, I don't actually know what vehicles have booked on because, of course, um, the Witham Hall are kindly doing all of our bookings this year and all of that information is with them at the moment. So oh, other than the numbers that have so far booked, I don't know who the, the people are that have booked or the cars that they've booked on. Oh, right. So a bit of a surprise for A bit of a surprise for myself, which is nice, because the past two years I've been doing the bookings myself, and I've known 
each and every car that's coming in, done a bit of research, but this year it's all a surprise for me. Uh, the last couple of years you've done a bit of a run out as well. Yeah, that's again? happening again this year. That's really popular. So where are People, you heading off to this year? We're doing the same run that we did last year, which is going up to Middleton in Teesdale and back. So going along the um, north of the Tees to Middleton, coming back via the south road of the Tees. Um, so yeah, everybody seems to enjoy that run out. And uh, and 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 which wh- what are you getting behind this year? Are you taking the the roller up there again? Or well, you... unfortunately, I don't get out because I'm stuck on the ground. Oh. So yeah, I, I have to stay on site and make sure everything's running tickety boo there. I'm sure you could sneak out for half an hour. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Something probably go wrong. <laughs> now, um, there's one or two other attractions I think as well. Do you have the band playing again? We this have Bannercastle Band playing again this year. Um, we always, have, always a good attraction. Yeah, yeah. We have obviously the catering going on, and we try and encourage. It's not just about if, if you're not interested in cars. It's not just about the cars. We try and advertise it as a and, and run a family day out. So bring your picnics along, enjoy the day, go and visit the Bose Museum, go and visit the town. You're not having to stay on site all day. It's a very relaxed, come and go as you please event. Is there a deadline for people who are wanting to bring their cars along to register and and book their place? There isn't a specific deadline, although we are limited on numbers. Um, We have had a very positive response to the bookings so far. We're further ahead with bookings than we were last year. So my recommendation is if you do want to come, get on sooner rather than later um, or get booked sooner rather than later. The other problem we've got is um, we have... A restriction on numbers at the moment that may be increased may be increased if the weather's looking favorable so the field can only take the number of cars it did last year because of the weather yeah if the weather's not going to be favorable then we can't take as many as last year yeah and for visitors to the event is there is, is it a free event is there a charge there's no charge we don't charge on the gate but we do ask everybody that's coming in to make donations to the charities that the show benefits so the buckets will be out the buckets will be out and we'll be there at people hoping that they'll give asking them to give um two worthy causes a lot of hard work goes into it um there are costs to the event as well so um as much as much money people can give the better Absolutely, and just um, moving on to the Christmas lights. I know, I know, we're we're sat here on a glorious early summer's day with uh, the sun out, um, but let, let's think about December. Uh, how are things shaping up so far for the for the Christmas lights this year? Well, it's a glorious hot day today, and actually tonight we've got a meeting looking at lights in trees that we're looking to use to develop this year's display. So it never stops with the Christmas lights group. Um, we're making good progress in moving towards the new features that we'll have. This year, hopefully within the town centre specifically and then wider around the town as well. So we are looking at making big improvements to the display this year to build on what we've done over the past few years. Excellent. So, Jonathan, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. And we wish you every success with the Classic Car Meet. Thanks, Stuart. And don't forget that if you want to register your vintage vehicle or classic car for the show on Sunday, August the 13th, go to the Witham's website, www.thewitham.org.uk. Hi, this is Tabby from The Cafe, and you're listening to In The Spotlight, The Witham's podcast. So joining me once again on In The Spotlight is The Witham's marketing guru, Jane Woodward. Jane, how are you doing? I'm all right, Stuart. How are you? Oh, we're very good this week. Very good indeed. Now, looking a little further ahead before we get to what's coming up in the next seven days i believe we're heading off to ireland next march which seems rather timely that's right Stuart. yes around st patrick's day next year 2024 we have an irish weekend at witham two shows 
uh, starting with um, the story of Ireland Live, Friday, 22nd of March. So you can relive the history of the Emerald Isle through music, poetry and song with a talented cast of live actor musicians. London Fringe Theatre Reviews have given the show a four-star rating and it's currently on a UK-wide sellout tour. That sounds very interesting indeed. Something a little different to the usual St Paddy's Day madness. Exactly. And then the following evening on Saturday, the 23rd of March, we have tribute band Simply Dylan. Ah, now that sounds much more of my street. Yes. <laughs> this is a show every Bob Dylan fan should see. Four-piece tribute band led by frontman John O'Connell. Now then, um, let's have a little look closer to home the next seven days or so. And I believe you're picking up your paintbrushes because we've got quite an interesting uh, workshop starting. We have Jo Pickering, who's done quite a few oil painting classes at the Witham. She's um, starting a brand new five-week course, Paint a Portrait, on Friday the 9th of June, one o'clock till three. So for five consecutive weeks, you can create your own portrait in oils and she provides all the materials. Excellent stuff. Just give me a text and I'll be happy to sit for you. (laughs) I've often fancied a grand portrait of myself above the fireplace. (laughs) I think it would sit well there. Now, what else have we got going on next week? We've got a couple of um, a couple of performances that are, are, are quite different, really, starting next Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday the 6th of June, we have Suri performing her Cover Me show. This is her own music taken from previous studio recordings and her latest album, Building a Woman. Now, Building a Woman is a very good album. Uh, anybody who's familiar with the podcast will remember that we've spoken to Suri oh, two or three weeks ago and played a couple of tracks from the album. It's very, very good. If you haven't heard it yet, um, just scroll back down through the library and have a listen to that one. And then on Friday, um, Spoken Word. Yes, well, Poetry uh, with Henry Normal at eight o'clock. He's coming with his show Collected Poems and Other Landfill. Um, he had a series on BBC Radio 4 which used poetry, storytelling and comedy to explore life's big questions. He's also a writer, poet, TV and film producer. He was honoured with a special BAFTA for services to TV and he set up Baby Cow Productions with Steve Coogan. Oh, very interesting. Not not a chap I've come across before, but sounds quite an interesting evening. Um, That's brilliant. Jane, thanks very much as always. Thank you, Stuart. And uh, let's not forget that for tickets... Oh, yes, of course. Where do we find tickets? <laughs> we find tickets by calling our box office on 018 or online at www.thewitham.org.uk. How could we ever forget that? <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> Excellent stuff. We'll chat again very soon. Thanks, Jane. Bye, Stuart. Well, that's just about it for this week's In the Spotlight. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, We're going to leave you this week with a bit of classic Carpenters and a reminder that the Carpenters Experience comes to the Witham on Saturday, uh, July the 1st. Details and tickets are on the website, www.thewitham.org.uk. But from me, Stuart Laundy, I'll see you next time. Ta-da! I'll say goodbye to love No one ever cared if I should leave the die Time and time again The chance for love has passed me by And all I know of love is how to live without it I just can't seem to find it So I've made my mind up I must live my life alone And though it's not the easy way I guess I've always known I'd 
for listening to In The Spotlight from The Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Available on all major podcast platforms. So please give us a follow and leave a comment or listen online at www.thewitham.org.uk. We'll be back soon with another episode.